Welcome back to the EYC Q&A podcast. This is episode four. Well, it is Lent. Uh, This past Wednesday was Ash Wednesday. We've got a great question in store talking about Lent. Um, Specifically, why do we give things up for Lent? So let's jump right in. This, again, was an anonymous question. And this person asked, in the last podcast, and this was in actual reference to our first episode, but I've held on to it because it talks about Lent, and so I thought it would be fitting to bring it up now. They said, in the last podcast, you said desire is rooted in God. Why do we give up our desires then during Lent if it is rooted in God? And this is a great question. And I think it's totally fitting. Um, now that we're starting Lent, um, this coming Sunday will be the first Sunday in Lent. So let's talk about it. Um, this question was asked after our first episode. And, and one of the things that I said was, you know, all desire is ultimately rooted in God. Um, so to give a quick recap in case you missed it, I said that every desire we have is aimed at fulfilling something. So if we desire food, it's because we want to fulfill or satisfy our hunger. And then I said, our most fundamental desire as humans, it does not change from person to person. We all share this same fundamental desire, even if we don't recognize it sometimes. And this desire is to be united with God. We are creatures who were created by God and created to love God, to be in a loving relationship with God. And often we forget this, but that doesn't mean that this changes. Um, It's the same way that every single person desires food in some sense, because we all have that need. We all desire to be with God, even if sometimes we forget that. Another way to word it would be to say that desire is in the first place, God's desire for us, and that is what we are all responding to. It's, it's the same idea as love. Um, everyone says God is love. We hear in the scriptures that we only love because God first loved us. Our love is kind of a response to God's first love for us. That's where we even learn what love is, is by looking at God. And it's the same way with desire. Now, that's not to say that you know, everything we desire is good. Um, We desire bad things all the time, just like we love bad things all the time. How many times do we desire something that's a sin or even something that we know is not good for us, but we feel like we can't help but desire it? Um, That would be considered a misguided or disordered desire um, because it's trying to fulfill maybe a good need in the wrong way or it's just trying to fulfill a bad need. So when I say that all desire is rooted in God, I'm not saying all desire is good. I'm just acknowledging that our most fundamental desire comes from God, which is, again, similar to love. You know, God is love. All love comes from God. However, we can have misguided love that is aimed at bad things. Misguided love and misguided desire distract us from, you know, true or authentic love and desire. So this is where we come to Lent. Um, you may may have heard, hopefully you've heard, um, about giving things up for Lent. You know, a lot of people are, you know, kind of the, the basic ones that you might hear. Um, you don't eat meat on Fridays. Maybe you give up chocolate for Lent. Maybe you give up sodas. Um, you know, those kind of common ones. 
We remove in Lent the desires that distract us from the one true desire. And sometimes it's even necessary to remove good desires because the removal of them helps remove any distraction from our desire of God. It's, it's a way of acknowledging that we aren't as in control as we might think we are. Sometimes we assume that the habits we have are not very strong. You know, we, we kind of assume like, yeah, I mean, I have some habits, but I can stop whenever I want, you know, or I'm not a slave to my desires. But it's not until we actually try to stop doing those things that we realize how much control they have over us. You might not think that you're addicted to your phone, but if you've ever gone somewhere and forgot your phone and kind of had that feeling of, you know, oh no, something's missing, you, you kind of realize, oh, maybe, maybe I desire my phone a little too much, or maybe you had to go, you know, a week without social media, and you kind of realize maybe it's more of an addiction than I thought it was. But it's important to also notice that um, we don't give up bad desires for Lent. We don't give up sinning for Lent. Um, we should get rid of those forever, um, not just for 40 days. So what's unique about Lent is that the things that we're trying to give up are not necessarily bad, and they may even be, be good, but we take them away because they're excess. We strip away the excess things in our life that distract us from God. Lent forces us to kind of ask a question, what has power in our life? What desires are we slaves to? What things distract us from focusing wholly and entirely on God? Lent is supposed to prepare us for Easter. That's why it exists. It's the 40 days leading up to Easter. So that when Easter comes, we've spent some time making ourselves more available to focus on the resurrection. Because we've spent 40 days removing or stripping away the things that might be distracting us. Most of the time, these, you know, stripping away of desires comes in the form of fasting. Um, there's three kind of traditional actions or things that you do during Lent. You, you know, pray, you increase your prayer, you fast, and then there's almsgiving. You give um, goods to the poor or to those in need. So, you know, most of the time we talk about giving something up for Lent, it's, it's in that category of fasting. And fasting is just, you know, fasting from food. Um, you don't fast from things that aren't food, but you can get rid of them. You know, you can abstain from all sorts of things. So that fasting, although it's talking specifically about food, it kind of encompasses a lot of things. So like I said, some people might get rid of chocolate, meat, coffee, soda, but I think any form of abstinence, even if it's not necessarily fasting, can be a good thing to do during Lent. Because it's, it's all aiming at the same question. What distracts us from focusing on God? Here's a good practice that might help you discover what sort of things are distracting you right now in your life. Let's say somebody asks, you know, you should pray or told you, you should pray for, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes every morning and every evening. And let's say you said, great, that sounds great. I'm going to start doing that. Think about your average day and think about the things that might prevent you from praying those 10 or 15 minutes every day. So think about when you wake up, um, you know, for some of you, it might be sleep. 
Um, and I think that might be your gut reaction is, oh, I sleep too late. But I think a lot of us have more than 15 minutes every day where we spend doing other things, even if we think, you know, we're quote unquote running late. How much time, you know, do you spend scrolling through social media every morning? How much time do you spend maybe watching TV, listening to music? Are any of those things necessarily bad? No. But very easily, they become distractions for us. Those desires end up outweighing the most fundamental desire we should have. You know, it's kind of a disordering of our desires. What's on top? So our desire for watching TV, listening to music, scrolling social media might end up outweighing our desire to pray. So when you do that exercise, think about what would prevent me from taking 10 minutes to pray every morning? And then notice what what you're doing on those things that might prevent you from praying. You know, what are those desires? And then maybe think about the evening. Maybe your habits are different in the evening. What might prevent you from praying in the evening? Watching Netflix, playing video games, maybe again scrolling social media. When you start to look at your day and carefully examine where you spend your time, what desires do you have that dominate every single day? What are the things you do without fail every single day? You start to realize why it might be helpful to remove some of those things for a short period of time to give you a chance to kind of hit reset, um, to reorient your life, refocus it on your fundamental desire, even though the things that you're getting rid of might not necessarily be bad. So there's kind of two end goals for giving up things during Lent. One, it helps prepare us for Easter so that when Easter comes, we're more focused on Jesus than we were at the beginning of Lent. You know, the, the worst thing that can happen is for us to kind of ignore Lent and we just keep coasting, keep going through the motions, and then all of a sudden Easter happens and it just kind of passes us by. We don't really rejoice in it. We don't focus on God. It's not an opportunity for us to live into the church calendar. It's not an opportunity for us to grow closer to God. It just kind of passes us by. I mean, that's what we're trying to prevent. So one, it helps prepare us for Easter. But then there's a second point is that, or second goal is that temporarily removing these desires might help break some bad habits so that after Easter comes, when we start to maybe reintroduce those things that we gave up, we, we reintroduce them and reincorporate them in a healthier way so that they don't overpower us or they don't overpower our prayer life. Fasting or abstinence is kind of a way of fighting against our selfishness, which we may have let run rampant, you know, since last Easter. Um, we may have formed some bad habits over the past year. And so that when Lent comes, it, it kind of forces us to take notice. What are your habits? What needs to change? And removing them for 40 days kind of helps us fight against our sinful nature. We fight back against our flesh so that we can place our desire of God above everything else. So that everything else stems from that desire of God rather than our desire to you know, be on social media dominating our day. And what can we fit in around that instead of, I pray, you know, I give money to those in need and I fast, and what can I fit in around those things? So when we think about desire, um, one thing that always comes to mind for me is Psalm 62. It starts, 
For God alone my soul in silence waits. Our only in God is our deepest desire fulfilled. So as Lent begins this year, uh, my encouragement to you is to take some time to think about what you desire every day. And one way to do that is just to look at where you spend your time. Because we naturally cater to our desires. Where, where are you spending time? What are you doing? Are those good things? Even if they are good things, are they distracting you from discovering your deepest fulfillment? You know, are you ordering your day and your actions around Jesus and prayer? Or are you ordering them around something else? And if they are distractions, it might be worth doing something about it this Lent. Maybe, maybe limit your social media time to once per day. Or maybe, you know, you, you give up posting on social media. Maybe you're chasing that desire to, you know, get that release when you see people liking your pictures or posts. And maybe that's really what's dominating you. So maybe this Lent you just give up posting anything for 40 days. And what you might discover is that when you're not, you know, immediately fulfilling those desires, it might open you up to desire more to pray, to be able to pray more at night or in the morning. Maybe only allot yourself a couple episodes of Netflix every day so that you have those 15 minutes at the end to pray. Whatever, whatever it is, I mean, it might look different for every person. Spend some time thinking about desire and how it affects your life. Make this Lent a productive one. Um, don't just say, I don't need to give that up because that's not a bad thing. That's the whole point. We might give up something that, that is good, but is overpowering. It has become too, too powerful, too important in our life. So don't let this Lent pass you by. Use it as an opportunity to refocus. Um, a lot of the things that we desire might be good. It's the same with fasting. Food is good. But why have Christians historically you know, given up meat on Fridays? Or why have we given up certain foods because they end up becoming a distraction for us. We end up desiring them above all else. And Lent gives us an opportunity to kind of, you know, in a healthy way, reshape our lives. What's on top? Where, where is my most important thing? Reorient that this Lent. Um, focus your desire on something that actually matters. Something that is, is deeply fulfilling. Something that is rooted in our deepest desire. In, in God, in our desire to be loved and to love God. So I hope you will think about this during Lent. If you decide to give something up, um, let me know. Uh, send me a text or an email or stop by my office um, at St. Timothy's. You know, let me know how it's going. And then that way I can kind of know how to encourage you through that. So I hope you have a blessed Lent. Um, I hope this first Sunday in Lent is kind of a kickstart to your your journey of rediscovering and reorienting your desires. And I will see you next week. Keep submitting those questions. There's a link in the description or on the youth webpage at St. Timothy's, ws.org, and I will see you next week.